Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plate. People get out of my way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to try? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI. Time to bring in our buddy Andrew Raycroft, he of Nesson and of WEEI. Razor is brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the names to know when your drains don't flow, and by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football watching recipes. Let's frank it up to the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, good morning. How are you, friend? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, uh, a 10-game winning streak right now for the Boston Bruins. What has jumped out to you within this little streak here, Razor? Well, again, we've we've talked about it so much, but there are ways to win differently. And different players stepping up, the depth of this lineup, whether it's the two goaltenders, whether it's the seven legit top-notch defense core, and then the forward. So for me, it, it, it's just the way they've done it, whether it's Linus Allmark making 55 saves or Jeremy Swayman making 25 the next night, just continuing the consistency, continuing the, the positive play, and that's what it takes to win 10 in a row, and the third time they've won more than seven in a row this season. So just looking at, uh, listen, if you don't even like hockey, maybe this is a good game for you to watch, like one of the best to ever do it in Connor McDavid. Just curious, so Connor McDavid obviously is really good, but how much better do you think he is than, let's say, uh, like Pasternak, just, you know, in, in your opinion? The, the gap between Connor McDavid and every other great NHL player is as wide as I can remember it from, the best to the next best. Really? Mario Lemieux to the next best. Wayne Gretzky to the next best. It, it is it is obvious to see it on the ice. Now, you have to make other players better. You have to learn how to win. And, and all, but, but the actual speed that he plays with is, is, is a bigger gap than I can remember and bigger than when I played against Ovechkin and Crosby, the best players in the league then. The gap's much bigger than what those guys had it. Is it just the speed, or is it the overall just IQ of the game? No, it's 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 the speed that he has. It's the IQ and the handle and the ability, the hockey sense at the speed he's playing. So there's guys that, that have come through the league and that I played against growing up were the fastest players you've ever seen, but they're all Swedish, no finish. Connor McDavid is is everything at the highest speed that anyone's ever played at in this league. Our buddy Andrew Raycroft here with Gresh and Foyer on Boston and New England Sports Original, WEEI. I want to ask you a couple of questions about uh, Dmitry Orlov 
And yesterday in practice, it was Orlov McAvoy. I know that Orlov and McAvoy and Lindholm have all been sort of interchangeable a little bit. Maybe there is that Jim Montgomery sort of experimentation going on, Razor. How do you like the D-line set? If you were setting the lines for the first playoff series, who would you pair with McAvoy? Who would you pair with Lindholm? Or would you pair those guys together? Well, it's going to be it's going to depend on who you're playing. Okay. But I say but can, we'll just go over that. Let's just let's just say they're playing the Carolina Hurricanes because they're not going to, so that's even easier to reference. I, I think you go I, I think you can see an Orlov McAvoy top pairing. Those are the guys that you can roll out in all situations, but Lindholm Carlo is going to give you that same balance if you're on the road, for instance. That's the beauty of this and the beauty of what the Bruins have and why they've been so successful is if you're playing on the road, okay, this is what we do. Maybe on the road they they move Orlov off. And then a road game, you can literally, a playoff road game, you could have McAvoy, Lindholm, and Orlov all on the ice for that entire 60 minutes if you chose to. Never getting a bad matchup, never having a weaker pairing out on the ice. At home, you can load up and put Orlov and McAvoy because you're getting that last change maybe in the offensive zone if you need a goal. So, so many options. I think if you're going first day of playoffs and you're asking me, I'm saying Orlov, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Forbert, Clifton, slash Grizzlick. And I want to ask about the power play. Our Scott McLaughlin's got a story at WEEI.com about how it's been just a tick over 10% the last 15 games on the power play. And it looks like Orlov is going to get bumped up to that first power play group. Do you expect that to really open things up a little bit? What does Orlov bring to the first power play that might be able to change things up a little bit? Well, he might. He brings a little bit more of a shot threat. I would say I think McAvoy has great feel with the guys. He has a great, he has a, a good angle to get that puck to Pasternak. We've seen that so often. And obviously, the the skating ability, the maneuverability that he has is elite. I think Arlov has that shot ability a little bit more. He has a one time opportunity coming from Pasternak at the very top, so that puck's coming from the Bruins' left wing to the center ice. You give David that option that he doesn't just get stuck on an island. He actually has a passing option up top rather than just the seam so teams can't collapse, which they're doing right now. So it does give a bit of a different look having that left shot up top. It will, if nothing else, the power play I'm sure they've worked on. They haven't had a lot of practice. They get to work on it these last four days. I'm sure they're hearing the criticism. They know that they're only 10% in the last few weeks. I think that also goes to how impressive this 10-game winning streak is when the power play that has this talent on it isn't generating and you still win 10 in a row in the National Hockey League. They, they know how important it is. I think the Orlov move can just give them a bit of a different look. And I wouldn't say it's because Orlov's better than McAvoy. It's just sometimes this needs a different look and, and four days off to work on a few things can help too. So we're talking to uh, Andrew Raycroft on the Hot Ruin Hotline. And what do you make of um, Marshawn talking about uh, how, he, how he felt like he should be healthier at this point in time? Because the injuries are obviously – the biggest concern moving forward, you know, like especially with the playoffs. So are you concerned with him admitting that, eh, you know what, I thought I'd be healthier by now or feel better by now? Um, I, I guess the summers, you guys, you guys know how important off-season training is and, and how you don't, you cannot replicate those four months in the off-season to get stronger and build the base that you need to have to play 70, 80, 16 games, whatever your season is, 
it, it you don't have that. And, and and Brad didn't get that with the with the hip surgery. And I think you start to feel it this time of year. All those extra hours you put into the summer, this is where it really pays off because all that building and the maintenance is still there. So I you know, I, I don't really know what he means. I don't really know how he feels, but the good news is you can manage however you need to in the next 20 games. If Brad says, I can't play the next 10 games, all right, go go work out. Well, is it days. as simple as that? Is it as simple as that? Because I was going to go into the whole NBA load management. I was like, how would they even do that in hockey? Would they just not play you? <laughs> it's, it's Yeah, you guys want to play, and they need to play to have timing. I think the game's a little bit different in hockey compared to basketball in those respects. So, so, no, you can't sit them out the entire time, but you can definitely pick and choose. You can get them good practice time. Maybe practice time makes them feel better than, than just playing games. So I'm sure they have a plan. I'm sure they're communicating daily. It doesn't concern me. I think it's Brad and his ability to answer honestly and, and be very uh, self-aware in, in these interviews and how he talks. I know game one, no one will compete more than he does in, in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Razor, who made uh, moves at the deadline or made trades even leading up to the deadline outside of Boston? Who do you think did a good job? Who do you think is, I don't know, sort of uh, breathed a little life into their team here as we head towards the playoffs? I think the New Jersey Devils did a great job getting Timo Meyer. They, they didn't get a lot of pieces, but they, they found a need similar to what the Bruins did and, and really pinpointing a few players like the Bruins did. New Jersey got Timo Meyer, who was the big fish in the market. They got just him, but added him. He has some playoff experience. He's a big, strong body with a, playing on a quick team, and he can keep up with that pace. So I think New Jersey got better. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs added a bunch of players, which – on paper should work. Now, when you turn over almost a third of your lineup with just a month left in the season, I think it just comes down to how they play against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. But I do think they got better with Ryan O'Reilly. And that's the, the Rangers is interesting to me. I'm not sure there's enough pucks on the ice for those guys and all the talent that they have. Can they put that together in a month? I'm not sure. And, and then the Tampa Bay Lightning are the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're, they added one piece, a guy that's that similar to New Jersey. They thought they needed to be tougher. They got that guy for their third line, and, and they're still the, the team that's been to the finals in the Eastern Conference for the last three years. You know, Razor, you know, it's talking about load management. I feel like we haven't talked about the Bruins forever because I feel like they haven't played in forever. It's like a mini bye <laughs> week for these guys. So I'm assuming yeah. you feel like you're – I'm assuming that you're gonna we're going to witness, like, fresh legs, a lot of speed as we would – you know, uh, you know, on all those back-to-backs and those road trips that they were taking? I would assume there's lots of energy in the building tonight. I would also assume it might take them a period or a half a game to dial in their passes, to dial in uh, that, that sharpness that only game time can give you. But they are on a mad dash now. This is basically after, after yesterday. It's, it's every other night for till the end of June. It's, and that's, that's their hope. It, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of games. And again, that load management is going to be the story for us the next three weeks with them playing back to back games every Saturday and Sunday, the next four weeks, five weeks, we're going to be talking about guys sitting out and, and how it makes them better to be able to do that. They can clinch the playoffs tonight, guys. They, they win a couple other teams losses. They're going to clinch the Stanley cup playoffs tonight. Insane. <laughs> nuts, nuts, nuts. It absolutely is. I'm assuming there'll be uh, extended Nesson post-game coverage making the playoffs. You're on until what, about one in the morning? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, right? June fifteenth, still cranking out the one a.m. <laughs> that'll be that'll be great for my my personal life. <laughs> oh man! Well, you know, all that all those extra checks you're gonna get. Oh well, that oh, is playoff oh, checks. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. My wife's already spent all that. So, oh geez, yeah. oh, there we go. Well, There's another yeah. one. <laughs> I think we all have tales that we can tell. You know what I mean? Maybe this should be the last ever podcast that we ever do. Like when all of us either get done with this bull crap, it is the uh, it is the uh, tell the tales of the way well, to spend money. I, I feel like have you ever have you ever cashed a check? Like went to the bank, baked straight out, cashed it, and then hid it from your wife. <laughs> oh. The per diem cash that that was never seen. That I, I put everything <laughs> on the credit card. The per diem the per diem cash went right in my bag in the secret pocket underneath that no one knew about. Yeah. <laughs> now see, now there's what we need. It is the how have you found different yeah. ways to hide money? Because there was a another spastic NFLer I worked with who had a brilliant plan that blew up on him. Uh, because you shouldn't be hiding money in ceiling tile, but I guess another story. I'm, I'm sure that we can wrangle up a whole bunch of athletes We're gonna who do found next. a lot of yep. curious ways to be able to uh, hide all different kinds of cash. Oh, it's an art. It is an art that athletes manage. The key is, like, do you ever forget about where you put it? Like, where'd I, where'd I put that thousand You mean all of a sudden Razor's going to, like, open up some old bag yeah. and there's going to be a oh, bunch yes. of, like, Italian you know, money from Canadian, Italy in there? Whatever the Canadian like dollar is. Man, I found a bunch of loonies. Look at this. Yeah. How much do I got? Eight bucks. Yeah. Oh, the value's so low now. <laughs> hey, are we, are we still waiting on the loony to be able to get an official ruling from the NHL on what the salary cap's going to be? Are we still in that holding pattern, Razor? We're on a big holding pattern still. I mean, the loony stinks. It's gotten worse. But the issue now is, all right, can the Rangers get to the f- conference finals? Can the Maple or Toronto get to the second round? Can the Bruins get all the way to the finals? You need the big market. You can't have a Tampa Bay, Carolina, Edmonton, Seattle point. final four. That is not going to be good. So it's all about the big groups going, big organizations, big cities going far in the playoffs to get that salary cap up now. Well, Razor, we appreciate you, brother. Thanks a bunch. We'll uh, talk to you next week. All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good week. You too. There goes Razor.